You're listening to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Slap of the bass. Little rush for you here on ESPN 1000. Deanne, do you have any idea what I'm talking about when I say slap of the bass? Nope. I'm not even going to pretend. Join the club. <laughs> oh, oh, good God. my boy, Tyler. No I'm idea. I'm so out of my element around here. <laughs> I, it's funny because I actually, believe it or not, completely coincidentally watched it last night. I Love You, Man, starring uh, Paul Rudd. Um, oh. is a comedy, I think it's from 2009, worth checking out. I mean, I know Tyler has no interest in it, but it's a comedy, Tyler, so maybe, just maybe. Yeah, you might be able to sell me there. I uh, And uh, there's a portion of it, there's an entire scene where um, uh, he uh, explains to his fiance just how good Rush is, and I, I, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to let you guys discover it. If you take my advice, it's uh, worth it. Uh, Watch it with the husband, Dion. A little okay. rom- romantic comedy. You guys might get a kick out of it. I mean, I, I, I'm expecting after tomorrow to have when do you, a little When more do free you time. and your husband, I was going to say, watch romantic comedies? Because you're on it 1030 at night. Like, exactly never. So, so, <laughs> so Dion's like, hey, it's uh, 11 in the afternoon. I know you're working, but would you like to watch a rom-com with me? I mean, we've not done that during the day. Um, but we do we do a lot of family things at random times during yeah. the day. Like we do a lot of family movies at eleven a.m. because I can do that and then still there go to work. Go. There you go. A lot of things like that. You just adjust. Yeah, no doubt. That's, have I mentioned right? my kids aren't in school? Just kidding. <laughs> not on the air, but you have off the air for <laughs> sure. Right, we're done. We're not talking about it anymore. Uh, this is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN One Thousand, presented of course by Three Chi and Valparaiso University. I'm Jeff Meller, along with ABC Seven's Dion Miller. Um, and again, we'll be on tomorrow from noon to two talking all bears as we get set for the inevitable change we are all anticipating tomorrow. I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what's going to happen here. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we have to sit through four quarters today. Maybe, uh, maybe Robert Quinn will tie his career high. Maybe, maybe that will be something solid to see. You know, Andy Dalton's going to want to win because he's, this is his, an audition for Freshly him. shaven. Andy for, I know. New look, new year. New job. New look, new year, new job. Gotta say, gotta say, not a fan. I like the beard. Did you really? Cle- clean shaven Andy Dalton? Eh, not so much. He looks like he's 12. Yeah, like I do. But, but here's, the pro- <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Andy Dalton is capable of growing a beard, which is why yes. he should have kept it going. I, not so much. I don't know that you're right. It was maybe preemptive. Maybe he should have waited until the season was over before he shaved it all off. I, yeah, I just, uh, I have less confidence in a clean shaven Andy Dalton than I do. Was that his one. strength? I, I don't know. I, it, like, but for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's the way I feel. When he came to the uh, the podium the other day with the fresh shave, I was like, oh, no, this is not good. I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it makes a difference. We'll uh, see. Bears in Minnesota today, 6-10. and 10, Their first time that they will conclude a 17th game regular season. They'll do that today in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. The 7-9 and nine Vikings are the opposition. How much are the Vikings playing for? You know what? I wanted to play this because uh, Courtney Cronin was on with Carmen Yurko, and we've been talking about the Bears and Matt Nagy and how I 
at least I, I think you agree, right? I think they like him enough. They're going to play hard. Do you agree with yeah, that? I, I do. Yeah, I think so, too. However, yeah. in Minnesota, it does feel like Mike Zimmer's tenure has run its course. I'm not sure a team that had a disappointing season not making the playoffs. I don't know what kind of um, effort we're going to see from the Vikings today. Courtney Cronin, who covers the Vikings for ESPN NFL Nation, talked about the futures of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, their general manager. It feels that way. Like, all signs have kind of been trending that way for a couple weeks now. Like, even dating back to that Pittsburgh Thursday night game where they blow a 29-point lead. Like, if they don't win that game, I'm not so sure he isn't fired right then and there. The Wilfs are an ownership group that doesn't talk a whole lot, so it's hard to kind of get the pulse and the buzz on where things are going. But in tracking this thing over the last couple years of, all right, well, what are they looking for? What are they expecting it has always felt like this year is playoffs or bust even though Zimmer got a three-year contract extension in in the during the pandemic and last year this season was the first year of that extension so he's got two years left and it just has always kind of got the feeling that if they don't make the playoffs this year that'd be the first year since he was hired in 14 that they've gone back-to-back seasons without reaching the postseason. And I think big picture-wise, they've hit their ceiling with this leadership Mm -hmm. group, probably with this quarterback. And I don't know how you can't change direction going forward. So the over, you know, the the betting favorite would be that Zimmer will be out of a job following the Week 18 game against the Bears no matter what happens. Does Rick Spielman stick around in this situation? It's a great question because, you know, kind of the buzz that I've been hearing is that he might end up in a situation since he's been here since 2006, he's been with this ownership group, the previous ownership group, he might end up getting reassigned and they find a new general manager. It's, it's tough to see them wanting to keep Rick in his spot when he and Zimmer have been linked together since 14. And so many of the decisions they made fall on both of them, including the quarterback. Um, so I could certainly see, I don't think he'll leave the franchise altogether, but I could see him getting reassigned and them going new coach and new GM. Yes. So <laughs> I know I see that reaction on your face. Are the, bears, are the bears looking in the mirror today? Like it's these, the Spider-Man meme. It's, They're pointing at each other today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Reassign the GM. Reassign the GM. But how Fire can the head you, coach. But how can you not, you heard what she said in Minnesota. They're thinking the same thing the bears fans are is that. They both are responsible for the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. That's why the sweeping change needs to happen. Of course. Is there any wonder there's that no- Aaron Rodgers owns the NFC North? Uh, is th- there any wonder? No, there is not. When the two closest teams that could try and field any type of competition right. can't even figure out who needs to be let go. Right. And of course, the Lions are the Maybe Lions. they could just switch. Should they just swap head coaches and. GMs. I mean, it was just it's the it's a vicious cycle. It's awful. And you're right. No wonder Aaron Rodgers owns every team in this division. Uh, it's disgusting. So I mentioned, you know, a, a former Bears player who has had a lot of coaching success. There are now rumors surrounding whether or not he could be leaving college football for the NFL. And of course, I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh and whether or not he will actually be interested in leaving Michigan, where he finally was able to make the playoffs, even though the game did not go as well as some Michigan fans would hope. I'm sure, Dion, you delighted in the way that unfolded <laughs> as a Ohio State fan. Yes, I did delight in that. I did. So, Ohio State won. 
their bowl game. Just FYI. <laughs> I was like, what do you? Oh, okay. Um, I thought you just meant when Georgia beat Michigan, Ohio State wins. So. No, well, sort of. <laughs> um, so Bruce Feldman of The Athletic broke the story about Jim Harbaugh potentially considering options for NFL openings. And he was on the Rich Eisen show earlier this week. And Rich Eisen, of course, a big Michigan booster, Huge. a Michigan man himself, wanted to know what the heck the story was regarding Jim Harbaugh. We started hearing that there was some rumblings that the talk about Jim Harbaugh possibly going back to the NFL, I was told by uh, multiple sources, is very real, that there would be interest. Uh, Now, where would he go? So we know that he started his coaching career actually with the Raiders. Uh, I was told he has a really good relationship with Mark Davis, the owner there. Uh, they have a quarterback, which is obviously a you know for anybody who's looking at coaching jobs that is that is a big piece of it. Um, and then as a couple of people I talked to over the last forty eight hours, you know, kind of detailed, it was like, look, the timing might be very good here for Jim Harbaugh. He just led Michigan to its first Big Ten title in almost twenty years. He obviously whooped the arch rival Ohio State. That was a big piece. It was like, you know what? He hasn't won a national title, but he has he has accomplished a lot in the past year. And if he really wants to go back to the NFL, this might be an ideal situation. In addition, there's another franchise that he knows very well that he has some, from what I'm told, some really positive feelings towards people there, and that's in Chicago with the Bears. So there's some. I think it's not just the timing of where what Jim Harbaugh has accomplished. If he's if he's tempted by going back to the NFL, but it's also some of the potential fits that are out there that I think might be very tough for him to pass up. So Bruce Feldman on the Rich Eisen show laying out how Jim Harbaugh might actually have interest in returning to the NFL because of some of the coaching jobs that may be open, the Raiders and the Bears being two of the primary ones. But you pointed out earlier just, like, his track record. He's He had success with San Francisco. Like, it wasn't all terrible, but did he, like, wore out his welcome. Yeah. And he's a big, he's a strong personality. He absolutely is. And he's definitely a, a little out there. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. he's somebody who, when you hear him, you know, in longer forms, you kind of wonder, wow, what is going on? He, yeah. <laughs> he's a little wacky. And I say that from personal experience. He's joined Waddle and Sylvie numerous times over the years. He, he did a... Lunch with uh, lunch with the legend yeah. back in the day where he was on for like an hour and a half, and he's been on for lo- you know long periods of time. When you when you listen to him, you talk for long periods of time. I'm telling you, it's kind of like, what's going on with Jim Harbaugh? Is he yeah. all there? I'm, listen, he's been he's had a lot of success. I'm just saying, it's definitely interesting when you actually get to spend a longer period of time with him. Yes. You wonder what's going on inside his head. Yeah, no, uh, and the fact that he has. You know, generally worn out his welcome after four or five year stints just, is a little concerning to me. That but, doesn't get me excited. I should yeah. it? It doesn't. Like, like again, I, I'll lay it out in that I do feel like if you're if you're if you're if you're going to hire Jim Harbaugh, I'm a little concerned as a Bears fan about how long of a window you actually have with him. But I'll admit, Jim Harbaugh comes in and immediately brings professionalism to this organization. True. And he's probably a better hire than a lot of the candidates you might, or at least you could be, you would be confident that he's going to come in and immediately 
give you a sort of professionalism that you wouldn't be sure you were you were getting with some other right. possible candidates. True. So he's a bit of a, in my opinion, a safe He'd hire, be a safe upgrade for but sure. I, I don't know if you're necessarily getting the long term coach that I'm hoping for when you go out and you hire the next head coach, again, the guy who could be here for 10-plus years, if you get it right, Dion. Can you imagine that? Like, having a coach that long? Can his brother come? Can they get his brother? I'd be, I wouldn't be mad about that. I think John. a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> that you're not the only one. I, know I Carmen, would not be mad Carmen about Carmen DeFalco that. is, is uh, very enamored with John Harbaugh, and his success as well is... Uh, Documented, he's, yeah. he's won a Super Bowl in this league. Yes, so it's hard to um, hard to argue with that as well. She's Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Plenty of time for your calls. We're also going to check in with Teddy Greenstein of Points Bet and find out what we should be betting on today in a game that really doesn't have a whole lot of meaning for either team on the field in the Bears and Vikings. We'll talk with Teddy Greenstein next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and ABC7's Dion Miller. Last Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show of the season. I'm Jeff Meller along with ABC7's Dion Miller as we get you set for a 6-10 and 10 Bears team visiting the 7-9 and nine Minnesota Vikings in a game that Bears fans, I think, will re- be reluctantly watching. Probably not as closely as we normally would be, especially without Justin Fields getting the start. He is on the COVID-19 list. Andy Dalton will be at the helm for the Bears. Alex is in Crown Point. He wanted to weigh in on our Jim Harbaugh discussion before we get to Teddy Greenstein. What's going on, Alex? What's up, guys? Okay, so uh, we listen to this all the time, all day long, and I'm not really sold on the whole Jim Harbaugh thing. Then you think, and you said bringing Vic Vangio back, and like I kind of get intrigued, and the meter goes the other way. But then it makes me feel dirty because I feel like Kenny Williams, back in the day, he's just acquiring Carl Everett every single year at the trade deadline, we're just getting the band back together. I don't know. It just, <laughs> I don't know if I want change or if I want to establish something. Plus, I'm pretty sure Ryan Pace has pepperoni apples. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs> Boy, okay. So, wow. that's, uh, Alex, I don't have enough time to explain that one to Dion. But um, in regards to Fangio, it's not the same as bringing back a former player. Like, like no. Vic Fangio is still very sharp. And if, if somehow, some way, Jim Harbaugh... If the Bears wanted to try and recruit him and he was willing to come back, and Vic Fangio was also a part of that to be the defensive coordinator with Jim like he was back in uh, San, San Francisco. Francisco, absolutely. Now things got a whole lot more intriguing. Yes. That, no, okay, now, I, it, I'm, now I'm more interested. But I also think we're getting – that's one of those – fantasy things that we're putting together without even hearing like some type of report that that could be on the table right like i think we're just kind of trying to find ways to talk ourselves into jim harbaugh if that makes sense yeah no that would that would help talk me into it (laughs) (laughs) i'll just be honest about that i mean i'm not i'm just not i'm just i just want to be i want to feel like oh my goodness they nailed it yes and that does not the the problem doesn't bring it for me the problem is outside of if they Unless they were able to pull off some type of coup and land Sean Payton, where oh they were gosh. trading away, you know, they were trading assets to get him. I don't know what name the Bears could bring in and offer up as their hiring 
that would have us blown away. No, I don't either. Right? Like I don't I, either. Because most of those most of those head coaches already have jobs. There's not anybody out there who's waiting in the wings. How did who you're you like, feel when they brought in Matt Nagy? Were we all super excited? A lot of people were really excited about the possibility of finally landing your young offensive quote genius, genius who you thought yeah. was going to be able to develop your quarterback. Clearly, that didn't play out the way they liked. I'll say it, and I could be completely wrong when all is said and done. The idea of Josh McDaniels intrigues me. He's had the he's yeah he's actually been a head coach. He failed in Denver. Yep. But I think the opportunity. But here's the problem: he's got a lot of baggage. A lot. With the Colts, he he accepted the job and then stepped away, and clearly that's worked out really well for them because that's what helped land them Frank Reich. Of course. But I'm intrigued by Josh McDaniels. That's the one name that I keep seeing out there that I would like the Bears to land. But again, that could be a complete disaster. And if that were the case, Dion, yeah, we would look back at it and point to, of course, it was complete disaster. He was a failure in Denver, and then he took the job in Indianapolis, and then and then went missing on them. So, admittedly, I could be completely and spectacularly wrong if that played out. So, let's bring in Teddy Greenstein of Points Bet, though. Want to talk a little bit about some of the action on today's game? But first and foremost, let's ask Teddy his thoughts about maybe who we know about Jim Harbaugh, who he knows well as. <laughs> Two, the idea of the Bears possibly bringing in Jim Harbaugh. How do you feel about that when you hear that idea, Teddy? What is up, Jeff and Dion? Oh, my nemesis, Jim Harbaugh. God, I love oh, him in the early days. It was just a, just a pure mm-hmm. joy. But then, I'll tell you what, obviously he had an amazing season and then his team uh, failed to show up for the playoffs. Not very impressive, especially for those of us who had the Wolverines plus seven and a half, quite foolishly. I mean... I think Jim's returning to Michigan. I think all of this uh, is just like fake flirting with the NFL. Uh, I think he's trying to make Michigan officials twist in the wind Mm -hmm. after they had him take a pay cut last year. So I don't believe any of it. I think he's going to sit tight. I mean, I think Ryan Day makes more sense for the Bears because of uh, Justin Fields and, um, you know, his offensive prowess. Um, But I tell you what, you know, those guys who are in college now, they make so much money. There's no need to go to the NFL to, to, to make upwards of $10 million a year. And after, you know, what happened with uh, Urban Meyer, what transpired with him in Jacksonville, maybe some NFL owners are going to be a little, uh, you know, less willing to roll the dice on a college guy now. I don't know how I feel about Ryan Day. I mean, I think that makes a little bit more sense. But as a Buckeye fan, (laughs) I kind of want him to stay where he's at. They've got so much good stuff coming back. Sorry, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Teddy, Uh, help help us have more intrigue in Week 18. What what can we be betting on today? Yeah, Dion, these are the games. You got to, you know, you got to look at those lines because uh, when nothing is on the line, you got to think about your own wallet and some incentive there. So I tell you what, um, I know this is a mainly Bears audience, but I am surprised this line is as small as it is. The Bears are getting only three and a half points, so the Vikings are just given three and a half. That's what the line opened at. It rose all the way to 5.5. I don't really understand why it has shrunk to 3.5. I don't see any news that is broken to uh, to prompt that. You know, Noah Keem Hicks. And on the other side, the Vikings have basically all their weapons except for Adam Thielen. So Kirk Cousins is going to be back, fired up. Uh, you know, this line at Soldier Field was about seven. So the fact that it's so small at Minnesota uh, surprises me. I guess that's because the Bears, you know, dominated a, a, a horrific team last week. One trend to keep in mind, Bears 0-4 against the spread in their last four games against the NFC North. So I think you guys could tell which way I'm strongly leaning. I'm with the public and uh, the points bet crowd. 80% of our handle is on the Vikings. 
I'm look. You mentioned it, uh, Teddy. I'm looking around at games that a game like the Colts and Jaguars. So the Colts need a win to get into the playoffs. The Jaguars yep. have essentially nothing to play for. In fact, if they win, it actually hurts their draft position. Now I understand the players probably don't give right. a damn about their draft position, but the truth is the Jaguars have been such a mess all year long. Uh, it's, I know it's a big number; it's 14, but that's where I look at plays like the first half. I mean, I know I'm I'm I'm, right. I'm laying a lot of juice, but like you know. When I when I can play the Colts and I don't have to cover a huge number in that first half, plays like that are intriguing to me. I have to say, and that's where the points bet app is uh, very efficient in giving me options. Yeah, Jeff. Some of these um, first half lines are not what you think. Like, so I bet the first half. I have the Packers minus two and a half, mm-hmm. going with the theory that Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there for a couple quarters. Um, but if I was going to bet the money line on that game, I would take the Lions. So this is a week where. You really want to be watching the games. You want to be betting live. You want to be looking and seeing, you know, which players uh, are no longer out there, like Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people had the over on him last night, and he, I think, was targeted twice, had a minor injury, and then the Chiefs weren't going to risk him. Also, I like your theory of the team that needs to win, but I mean, the Broncos probably should have beaten the Chiefs last night, and they had absolutely nothing to play for. So. I'm kind of going reverse of you. I, I, I like the Falcons plus four and a half today against the Saints, even though the Saints are the team that have uh, the full incentive to win. Yeah, but see, that's a little different because at least the Falcons are a competent NFL team, whereas the Jaguars, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the case. You know, uh, How about the San Francisco 49ers visiting the L.A. Rams? Of course, the Niners need this one if they want to play in the playoffs. They're getting three and a half, but their quarterback yeah. situation with Jimmy Garoppolo is it sounds like he's going to be the starter uh, how are you approaching that one right now as uh, with Trey Lance lurking for whatever reason? Yeah, the line is only three and a half now. I got the 49ers plus four and a half earlier in the week, just in the theory of like, that's too good a team to get four and a half points. You know, you're still talking about Debo Samuel is going to be out there. The, the 49ers have a great defense. I mean, the Rams have won a bunch of games lately, but not against great teams. Now at three and a half, I would probably lay off and, uh, and see what the live options are. And then finally, the one that's most intriguing, of course, PointsBet has the uh, $10 boost inside your accounts. Tonight, Chargers, Raiders, assuming that the yeah. Jaguars don't win, which, again, I've already laid out why I don't think that's going to happen. Chargers and Raiders win, and you are in with the final spot in the AFC. What do you think about that one tonight? I am totally laying off the spread. I have no idea between the Chargers and Raiders. Everybody who uh, every on, Everybody online who is picking this game, I think is also in the vein of like, eh, I got a theory, but who the heck knows? I mean, the Raiders have shockingly revived their season. They were left for dead uh, midseason. Um, so the Raiders are playing better, getting three in Vegas. I-, I would think the Chargers, but this is one where I'm just going to use that $10 free bet, construct a ridiculous four-team parlay that you know gives me like 40 or 50 to one. And just hope for that. Um, and that's what that, that that free bet is for. You know, just take a flyer. Maybe it hits. Hopefully it provides some entertainment. Beautiful. All right, Teddy. Well, I guess this is it. This is our yeah. last pregame hit with you on the Points Bet pregame show for the season. But it has been our pleasure. We do appreciate you joining us all year long. And hopefully we can uh, get back to doing it again next year with a new head coach. And cross your fingers, a new GM in place yes. for the Bears. Huh? Yeah. Quick shout-out to Mike Huff of the White Sox, a loyal ESPN 1000 listener. He is, uh, he's driving now with a bunch of kids. I'm probably warping them with all this betting talk. But <laughs> love being, being with you guys. Hopefully uh, I was able to entertain a little bit and uh, maybe Dion 
maybe you feel a little more comfortable betting. What do you, what do you say? I'm not ready yet, but I will be next season. I'll make that promise right now. My off season job is to understand it. Listen, Teddy, better. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep working on her. And if there's ever a reason to watch today's Bears Vikings game. It's because you've got a little action on points bet. That's how you do no, it, Deanne. Now we can have do. more interest in the game. That's what Teddy's here for. All right, Teddy. We'll yep. talk to you later, man. Thanks, Teddy. Have a great one, guys. Appreciate Take care. It. Uh, love Mike Huff. Mike love Huff. me some Mike Huff, too. Talked to him uh, plenty of times on White Sox Weekly during the season. So uh, shout out to you, Mike Huff. Thanks for listening to ESPN 1000, as always. And, of course, it's uh, our chance now to give away a points bet sportsbook prize pack. Don't forget, you must be 21 years or older and live in Illinois. Official contest rules can be found at ESPNChicagoContest.com. Dion, start thinking of a number caller that you need while I let folks know what they're going to win. You will win a reserved table for four at any of the three Chicagoland PointsBet Sportsbook locations, a professional football jersey of your choice, one VIP gift pack including four PointsBet hoodies and PointsBet swag, four $25 on-site wagers on racing from Hawthorne Racecourse, four $25 on-site wagers on sports, complimentary race programs, and $100 in Uber credits to get back and forth to the points bet of your choosing, and finally, $100 in food and beverage credit. What call are we taking? 18. And week, 18. Oh, week 18. 18 was Nagy's best season. We're going 18. Love it. Look at the symmetry there. All right, caller 18, 312-332-3776. You win yourself a points bet sportsbook prize pack. Up next, we go inside Dion Miller's Notebook. This is ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2, and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It is week 18, the 17th game of the season for the Bears today. As they visit the Minnesota Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium, 6-10, likely Matt Nagy's final game as the Bears head coach again. We will have the Bears Bonanza for you tomorrow starting at 5 a.m. Cap and Jay Hood take over at 5. They'll go 5-9. to nine. Carmen Yerk, 9 to noon tomorrow. Dion and I will be back with you from noon until 2 preempting Greeny, uh, Waddle and Sylvie, of course, on from 2 until 6. And then Chris Black will have about an hour hour of coverage for you, probably talking lots of Bears and maybe a little bit of national championship pregame as well with Adam Abdallah in attendance for tomorrow's Alabama-Georgia national championship game, which can be heard right here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller alongside ABC7's Dion Miller, and it's the time of the show when she lets us know what went on at Hallis Hall this week. Dion Miller cracks open her notepad to bring you inside Hallis Hall on the ESPN Chicago pregame show. I wish we could go inside Hallis Hall. <laughs> Inside the Zooms. <laughs> Instead, we're just taking notes on Zoom. Okay, we're starting with Justin Fields. What an absolute bummer to hear that he entered COVID protocols on Thursday morning. Because on Wednesday, when he spoke with us, he we we knew, largely knew, I mean, this is going to be the last time we talked to him. And so, you know, people were asking him about how he would assess his rookie season. This is the first time my boy has gone through a losing streak of any capacity. And he his season will end with eight straight losses, seven straight losses for him mm-hmm. for starts, right? Because he's two 
two and eight. So summing up, he had 10 starts, two victories, cracked ribs, an ankle injury, and COVID. That was his rookie year. Uh, So 12 fumbles, too. uh, (laughs) Also that. So he was asked if, you know, bottom line, dude, did you have any fun? I feel like it kind of got mixed up a little bit. Um, But, you know, I think one guy on the team that kind of reminded me to always have fun was uh, Marquise Goodwin. Um, so, of course, like when we're in games and, you know, we're, we're, we're losing, uh, not winning as much as we want to win. I mean, it's tough sometimes, but um, I think, you know, just having my teammates around me, having those guys, you know, cheer me up or, you know, have my back. I think they, them themselves, they, they made it fun. Was it fun, though? I will tell you that the most shocking change in demeanor came from him throughout the season. You, you can go back through the Bears' YouTube videos of every press conference Justin Fields did, and those first few ones, even when the season had begun, beaming smile, the confidence oozing all of it. And in the last two or three that we've talked to him, you could just feel how deflated he was. Beaten down, And right? that's why I wanted him to have that that last start. I know we talked last week, like, what's the point? And I thought about that, too. But, gosh, for him to have promising output today, to, to go into the offseason feeling like, all right, all right, that's done. Thank God that's done. I'll never have a first year again that'll look like that. So let's let's move on to something positive. I was really, really hoping that we would get to see that. Now, the other thing he did talk about was just the the attitude he's sensing from the locker room as they head into this final game of the season. You know, just the kind of people we have on our team. Um, you know, just the kind of fight that they have. And um, it just shows that they want to be here and uh, play. Um, knowing that, you know, we have no chance of making the playoffs. Um, it just shows you got, you know, um, that we're not just going to, you know, try to get to the offseason as fast as possible. And um, that, you know, guys still want to show up, show up to work every day and, you know, get better and, you know, um, you know, just really take every day as an investment, you know. Um, just when you go to work, just invest in your craft and, you know, you're, you're getting better not only for the game coming up, but for multiple opportunities that come up even next year. So um, just going to continue to get better each and every day. I guess I felt like that really he's listening to the veterans who are speaking into his life a little bit about the frustrations that he's going through. And he he understands that that these these moments are valuable that this will be valuable for him and we've asked Nagy in the past too like it was was this a waste because they didn't intend for Justin Fields to be starting as many games as he did this season that was not the original plan and I don't think any of it is wasted it's frustrating because he's not been put in a position to shine the way that we wanted him to but I I hear in that that he's going to evaluate what he did and and grow from this in a new way, and I, I think that's reason to be excited. It's just a bummer that he didn't get one more victory. Yeah, no, it definitely would have been nice to build on had he had a productive final game. Again, especially in the controlled environment that they're going to have at U.S. Bank Stadium today in Minnesota, it would have been a good opportunity to try and build on something, but unfortunately, it's not going to be the case. And no. again, just another reason why today's game it's going to be on in the background, Dion. but there's certainly going to be other things that are going to get more of my attention, namely um, some of the uh, games that are happening that have a little more interest. Uh, primarily, probably, I'll be watching Indy a little bit closely yeah. just to make sure that they wrap up their playoff spot and make things interesting. Tennessee as well. Will they take care of business against Houston? They lost to Houston earlier in the season. That's that right. That game's also happening at noon, but Tennessee needs the win to lock up the one, one seed, seed and the bye in the AFC. So... I will have the Bears game on, but in terms of how much attention I will be paying, 
it's going to be on, but probably not as in focus as some of the other stuff for me personally. No. Well, I have to pay attention as much as I can, but I will I'll also keep an eye on some of the other things around the league. Text the, me the if Tennessee. something important happens. <laughs> I might. I'll tweet it out. I'm sure you'll see it there. Yeah, should we talk about a grade we want to give Justin Fields right in this moment? Yeah. I mean, a, we're not going to talk to him again until what? OTAs? Yeah, like, pro- the, like wow, unless right? unless, unless, they- unless he does some, he you know he's certainly free if he wants to do something you know media if he happens to have some you know uh, deal with some sponsor that he yeah, is promoting something it's possible. Uh, but yeah, in all likelihood, this is probably the first, the last time we'll really get a chance to. Uh, you know what though? I guess well, no, not again because of COVID. He won't be in the no, post game uh-uh. tonight. So yeah, it's a good point. Um, so okay, so yeah, that was the question. What grade do you give Justin Fields on his rookie year? No incomplete, because the, the no season inc- is what it is. Yeah, And so yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to force you to give me a letter grade. Oh, I'm really... This is, I, not, this is not Chicago I, public schools. <laughs> you need to work, Dion. I need a grade. Well, they'd, they'd give him an A, whether he did anything or not. <laughs> sorry, that was terrible. Um, Editorial. I, I, sorry, I need to stop doing that. Um, I'm going to go B-. minus. Okay. Sign me so, up to Mrs. Miller's class because she is an easy grader, folks. <laughs> I'm going that to would be minus. That would be on the campus. That would be Mrs. Miller gives out easy B's. Definitely go ahead and take her class. <laughs> well, what would you do? Are you that going to be that harsh? Yeah, 12 fumbles, uh, 10 interceptions. Listen, I know the situation wasn't set up no. well for him. How but much the of reality that is well, I guess you're right. Listen, you I mean, we, can, me we can place blame on everybody elsewhere, yes. uh, you know, but I tell my kids, you also need to take responsibility for your own actions. As a fan, as a Bears fan, boy, like C- is the best I would give him. Wow. And, and listen, there were, there were some fun moments, and I'm not saying he's going to be a bust, but at the, the way the rookie season played out, I would probably grade it a C- minus for Justin Fields. And I'm on the verge of giving him a D+. Plus. Wow. Because I'm sorry, the, the year was, like, the fumbles really alarmed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that, more than anything, a lot of those are on him in particular. So I, I hope he cleans that up. I'm sure the next head coach, that will be a huge focus. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and give him a C-. minus. Can I reevaluate his work and get back to you tomorrow? <laughs> There are no incompletes. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I go B minus because for an extension. I, because Listen, I, he's likable. I, I like love him. him. I want I, him to I, be that's great. It. Yeah, nobody like, wants to go out and give him, you know, I don't below be a mean B. To him. Yes, you would not. I don't want to be you mean. would not be a good teacher, Dion. <laughs> no, no, but for so many other reasons, not for <laughs> the grading portion. Okay, should we move on? Yes. Let's move on to the notebook. All right. That's Dion writing down okay. B minus. B minus. That's what I'm writing. B minus worth another evaluation. Um, we're gonna kind of build on what Justin just talked about and the attitude in the locker room. And and this week we gave out the Jeff Dickerson Media Good Guy, good yes. guy Award. I love that they renamed it that to both Robert Quinn and to Sean Gibson. But I will say Deshaun got my vote because of the way that he approached this whole season with the media and the way that he talked to us. He's been on some bad teams mm-hmm. in his career. So he he gets it. But he did talk about kind of the way he's approaching this final game and and the way that this the group is on a whole obviously we're not in a playoff hunt but you know it's it's all about how you finish man you playing with pride uh and i think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago at the end of the day we're professional athletes we're paid to 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 do a job no matter if we're two and 13 or six and ten or in playoff contention or not in playoff contention you have a job to go out there and do and that's what we plan on doing and uh i just think that guys is just 
we caught our stride at the at the wrong time of the year. Obviously, we would have liked to have been playing this type of defense, obviously, uh, weeks ago. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Unfortunately, um, um, right now, we're not where we want to be from just a team perspective. But. Who says you can't go out there, man, in a season on a, a, a high note? And that's our plan right now. We got Minnesota in front of us, and that's our objective right now. We're excited about challenge. This was, to me, sparked my my human moment. Because I'm like, okay, yawn. This game means nothing. But, like, this is their livelihood. This is what they're doing. And I, and I hear... I hear that they that that in his voice that they're going to go out there and they're going to fight and they're going to try to put something positive on the end of this. Um, Travis Gibson said he's like, "There's, I mean, we have a lot of guys who are going to fight, and I mean, why not try to finish with a slightly decent season?" Those were his exact words, which I think is so accurate. Yes, to, I mean, just give them something to kind of take in into the off season, feeling like, all right, we didn't we didn't just you know. Phone it in. Phone it in. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. We didn't just phone it in at the end. We actually we actually did the work. Okay, Matt Nagy, this is it. I mean, from him defending his position, saying, I've been honest with you. They haven't talked to me about my job yet. And I don't know that I believe him with that. But, like, insisting on that, whether or not he'll call the plays, whatever. He was asked about, you know, what it would mean to finish with a third straight win. He says there were no extra emotions when he left the field on Friday, knowing that was the last practice of the season. Don't believe that either. I think there's a lot for a lot riding for him. And so this this. This is what he had to say just about what it would mean to finish with a win. It's important because, again, probably one of the hardest things to do as you go through, um, you know, really, if you you look at the sports world, when when you hear that you're officially eliminated and it's hard. I mean, we all play to to win the Super Bowl. You know, that's that's why we coach. That's why we play. And when you're told that you can't, you don't have that opportunity. Different teams are told at different parts of the season. And so. Um, probably the biggest challenge as a player, as a coach, and as a head coach is to make sure that we we have the obligation and we maintain that obligation to 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 do everything that we've been doing and not do any less. You know, to actually do more and continue to keep fighting like you would if you had a chance. And that's what I'm proud of these guys is, again, every coach, every player develops a relationship as the year goes on. And then um, we all have different paths um, every year. It's always like that. So it's making sure that I think in the end, um, we probably all want to say um, when there's adversity that strikes and when things don't go as well as you want it to go, how do you react? You know, do you change? Do you treat people differently? Um, are you a different head coach? Are you a different type of player? Because the, as they all say, that reve- reveals your true character. And in the end, we all look back and say, how did we react during a tough time? And I, I think everybody in this building can tell you we reacted pretty well and uh, let everything else happen the way it's supposed to happen. This is where I think that he's already been informed and he knows. And and hearing is the other thing, too. Like, yes, we want him gone as head coach. I think everybody's ready to move on from him as head coach. But he is a family man. He is a human. And and I heard that in there. He's like, everyone will tell you as adversity struck that we we kept fighting in and we didn't change. We were the same person. And I, I truly think he was true to be you through the yeah. whole thing. God, uh, I will say this. Great guy. Matt Nagy, yeah. I wish he Great was guy. a better head coach. I wouldn't be surprised if in his second if he gets a second chance to be a head coach, he does things a little bit better and learns. Unfortunately for the Bears, I think, you know, the eagerness to find the next young, great offensive genius yeah. 
blinded them from the fact that he probably didn't have enough experience to take on the role that he has had with the Bears organization. So for me, um, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I do think I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up back in Kansas City working with Andy, Andy Reid as either. a QB coach or an offensive coordinator, especially if Eric Bieniemy gets a job. But um, he, in terms of a guy, uh, he's a great guy, he's and a great so guy. I'm rooting for him there. It's just for the Bears, it is uh, finally time. time to say goodbye. There it is, the there final is. notebook of the year from Dion Miller, ABC 7's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Up next. We have a live in-person studio guest, a Chicago sports radio legend, has his final ride today. We'll bring him in next. It's time for another episode of Miller and Meller, America's favorite Bears pregame. The ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Here is ABC7's Dion Miller and fantasy guru Jeff Meller. Fantasy season is over, and the Bears season is almost over. The last edition of the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Dion Miller. Thank you so much for joining us all season long. Don't forget, we're back tomorrow. Special edition of Meller and Miller from yes. noon to 2. We're going to preempt Greeny as we do the Bears Bonanza here on ESP 1000, awaiting change. Cap and Jay Hood take over at 5 a.m. tomorrow, 5 to 9. Carmen and Yurko from 9 to noon. Meller and Miller from noon to two, Waddle and Sylvie two to six, and of course, Chris Black will hold on the fort as Adam Abdallah is en route to Indianapolis to watch his Alabama Crimson Tide hopefully win the national championship for him because it's been such a long drought. He needs this one badly. (laughs) But more importantly today, we say goodbye to a Chicago sports radio legend. Freddie Hubner, his last ride today, the Bears postgame show after the game. He'll be here taking your calls. And whatever happens, give Freddie a call and yes. give him a great send-off because I put it on Twitter. I grew up listening to Fred Dion, and um, I've only made one phone call ever into Sports Talk Radio back when I was 13 years old in the mid-'90s. Oh, my god! I called Fred Hubner hosting a solo show on a Sunday afternoon. He put me on for about 20 seconds. He heard a high-pitched, whiny voice, and he said, All right, kid, thanks, thanks, for, the, thanks for the check-in after I waited on hold for 25 minutes. But it changed my life. Certainly, years oh later, my gosh, I, I had the opportunity to host with Fred. So um, <laughs> it's been my pleasure, Fred, and I uh, can't wait to listen today after the Bears and Vikings finally conclude. Well, I appreciate it. It's it's been great, and uh, I know this came up a lot after uh, JD's passing. But everybody talking about how it's like a family here, and it is. I mean, I worked at other places, and you know, I worked at Sports Phone back in the day, and that's my original family. And then the other radio station, but nothing's been like this. I mean, this is. Has been in unique and um, it's been wonderful and I've I've loved every minute of it. It's a lot of fun. It, listen, your uh, presence on the station has definitely been uh, our gain, and so uh, it's been fabulous working with you over the years. Don't be a stranger. Maybe just no. maybe every once in a while, maybe maybe Fred will pop on. Who knows? Maybe I I'll know. call, maybe I'll call you Tuesday after Nagy and Pace get retained. Oh boy! <laughs> no, and you'll laugh. You'll yes, be like, "I'm sorry." Just laugh. Just That's laugh. all I'm gonna do. Just laugh. Are you ready, Fred? You ready for this new chapter of your life? Yeah, I am. I am. I've been doing. I've worked weekends for like 44 years. Wow. So yeah. now I'll be able to sleep in or get up early and watch EPL action and not worry about it. There you go, Freddie. Come on over. <laughs> the World, you the and world I will, Cup next year. You and, you and I will definitely have to get a couple of beers and yes. uh, carve out some soccer time for the two of us. There's no doubt. 
But uh, like I said, make sure that you're locked in today after the game. Fred has his final show. He'll give you a Bears post game show. Predictions, final prediction. Where do you want to go, Dion? Uh, because of my preseason record prediction, I'm going to go that Bears lose today. Yeah, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I, I think they're going to win. I thought they would win four of their last six. Now they're going to win three of their last six. So, And they should have won one or two of the other ones. I think the Bears get up for this one and give Matt Nagy a nice send-off. And I don't think the Vikings players particularly care about Mike Zimmer's send-off. So I think the Bears win this one as well. That does it for us. Wow, like I said, it. Freddie, enjoy it. Thank you. I've enjoyed your your uh, your entire career, but also the last ten on ESPN. If I would have known that you were a thirteen year old, I probably wouldn't have let you, had him let you on. No doubt, I know. At least that's you got a couple like, of seconds on there. Get this kid off the air. I need to find this. That's uh, amazing. That's all right, amazing. thanks for listening, folks. Don't forget, Freddie. T- Freddie later today. Bears Bonanza tomorrow, starting at five a.m. Thanks for listening on ESPN One Thousand.